Good afternoon, everybody, and uh, welcome to How Is My Financial Health Doc podcast. And I am your host, Vuket Tran. And I am very excited today because uh, we have one of the greatest minds of our time in, as it relates to uh, proper financial uh, planning. Um, and this is really, really important for us as healthcare professionals because this is something we can definitely do uh, and it's a fairly easy to explain. And so what am I talking about? I, I've got two of the greatest minds actually here today. We've got Mr. Robinson Smith and we've got uh, JP Laporte. financial health doc welcome to the financial literacy podcast for healthcare professionals where financial security and wealth topics are not a taboo so i'll start with jp lapoff jp lapoff is um, a good friend and JP is a pension lawyer. You've heard of JP before on many of my podcasts where we were talking about pensions and PPP, personal pension plan. Uh, JP, do you want to say a few words? Great to be here again. <laughs> Welcome to the show. The second star that I would like to uh, present is Mr. Robinson Smith. So Mr. Robinson Smith is the author who wrote the book, and I want to get this right, Master Your Mortgage for Financial Freedom, How to Use the Smith Maneuver in Canada to Make Your Mortgage Tax Deductible and Create Wealth. And this is very important because the word Canada is very important. And I think Mr. Smith will describe why that is important, because there's certain rules in Canada we cannot do with our homes and houses. And that's why he came up with this idea, him and his father, I believe. So uh, Mr. Smith will describe that. So uh, it is a pleasure uh, and an honor for, for me to have you on the show uh, and to describe this maneuver. So I also probably did not do your introduction justice. So how about you say a few words, uh, say who you are and introduce yourself properly. I apologize if I forgot many, many things. No, that's uh, that's absolutely fine. Thank you, Vu, first of all, for having me on the show. I, I greatly appreciate it. I always love talking about uh, personal finances to Canadians. It's a, it's a topic that a lot of people uh, tend to avoid, um, either actively or passively. Uh, it's not a particularly fun subject, but it is one that everyone uh, certainly does need to pay attention to. And um, yes, my father came up with the strategy, the Smith Maneuver, back in the mid-80s. And it's a way that we Canadians can convert the non-deductible mortgage interest on our principal residence to significant tax deductions. We get a lot of tax relief. Uh, we're able to pay out our expensive non-deductible mortgages much quicker than otherwise possible. And we're able to start accruing an investment portfolio with funds that otherwise wouldn't exist. And it doesn't require any additional cash flow uh, from the homeowner's pockets. Um, so, yeah, the, the strategy is, is really relevant, I think, to your audience. Um, because there are, you know, when one is filling one's brain with a lot of complex uh, knowledge such as medicine and these types of things, uh, you know, other important facets of one's life can can fall away. So 
uh, it is potentially of significant benefit to, uh, to your viewers and happy here today to share that. Well, uh, I, I am uh, beside myself. I'm excited to have you here uh, today on the show with, with JP as well. I think my audience would absolutely love this. Um, as healthcare professionals, and I, I think like everybody in Canada, we love real estate. <laughs> what's not what's not to love about real estate, right? Everything we love about real estate. And, and here is an opportunity to discuss a strategy where we can pay off our mortgage faster, but not it's not just about paying off the mortgage faster. It's about a strategy to build wealth in addition to paying off our or um, mortgages faster, uh, and but it's really the the sophistication behind the strategy that I really really love. So I'm going to give you the floor, uh, Robinson, to tell us a little bit more and maybe give us a, the the background and the context of why this has happened. Yeah, sure. Well, my father became a, a financial advisor back in the mid '80s uh, in Vancouver, <clears throat> and at the time, he was interested in the fact that that the Americans could deduct a good portion of their mortgage interest, and we Canadians could not. And so, he set about to rectify that issue. Um, firstly, by reading the uh, the Tax Act, which is a very long read, and he came up with this strategy, which effectively gives us Canadians the best of both worlds. Not only do we have the capital gains exemption when we sell our principal residence, the Americans do not enjoy that. And traditionally, we do not enjoy tax-deductible mortgages like the Americans can, but now we can. So we get the capital gains exemption on sale, and we also can deduct the interest on our mortgage. So he put his private clients into this for about 15 years um, here in Vancouver until he retired to write his book. And this came out in 2002, uh, Is Your Mortgage Tax-Deductible? Uh, and then he came back into advising in 05 and I joined him in 06. So this strategy has been in, in constant operation uh, for over, well, for close to 40 years now. Um, but it, it addresses a number of issues uh, that we Canadians face. Um, a lot of insecurity, right? Pension insecurity, job insecurity, um, economic uncertainty. We're concerned about our financial futures. And typically what's, what's holding us back when we go and speak to someone, how can we increase our wealth, right? There's, there's issues that we're facing. 5% inflation, uh, insufficient salary and wage increases, high taxation, expensive mortgages. I, I've got to earn over a million dollars to pay back a $450,000 mortgage. So the cost of life is, is outrageous. And then we go to, to, to speak to someone about how we can improve our financial situation. And what do we get? The advice we get is, well, invest more, uh, max out your registered contributions, uh, pay more against your mortgage, pay more against your consumer debt. And the common thread here in, in all these pieces of advice is they require more money from us. But for many Canadians, maybe not a whole lot of your audience here, but many Canadians, there simply is no more money available, right? So there is a strategy, however, the Smith Maneuver, which can accomplish all of this with no new money from your pockets. We have the ability as Canadian homeowners to reduce our tax bill, to increase the efficiency of debt repayment, to eliminate our expensive debt sooner, and to invest found money, money which otherwise we simply wouldn't have available to us. It sounds complicated when we first hear of it. You're going to give us the explanation here and how it's done, but I've, I've read your book, I've understood it, and it's not that complicated. So I'm very excited that you're sharing this with our audience. Yeah, it, I mean, the, the Smith Maneuver can be explained very quickly, um, but 
the complication arises when we go to set it up and, and you know, it, we're dealing with mortgages investing with the CRA. So it's important that uh, we have financial professionals assist us in the, in the setup. But for a basic understanding, to understand what you're going to get into when you uh, engage the Smith Maneuver, it's relatively simple. <clears throat> so what is the strategy? Well, it's a mortgage conversion strategy. And we're going to conduct non-deductible debt to tax deductible debt. And we're going to see three benefits right away. We're going to reduce our tax bill. We're going to eliminate that mortgage in record time and enjoy compound growth. These benefits happen now. They occur simultaneously and they improve exponentially, as mentioned, and requires no new additional cash from the homeowner. It's simply using cash that you're already outlaying. We're going to maximize the mortgage debt that you already have in place. And it's simply a one-time restructuring of your existing financial affairs and maybe not even that. But first, we need to talk about debt. Why having debt is Well, there's two types of debt. There's non-deductible debt, which destroys wealth. It's expensive, and we're acquiring depreciating assets. When we borrow to buy a vehicle, when we borrow to buy a motorcycle, a boat, clothing, uh, food, all these assets decline or disappear in value, and yet we still have the debt. The tax-deductible debt creates wealth because it's tax-deductible. It reduces our tax bill. So it's very, very cheap. And also, the only reason we're getting this tax relief is because we're acquiring appreciating assets, investments. So we're increasing our worth, our net wealth, sorry, our net worth, and we're also paying relatively little for that. And this is a concept the wealthy understand very, very well. That's one of the main reasons they're wealthy is because they understand debt. Now, our mortgage is one of our biggest investment opportunities, but we need to invest our home equity now rather than consume it later. If we're not accessing the equity in our home and putting it to work, it's sitting there moldering. We're making our mortgage payment, our mortgage balance is going down, our equity is going up. It's not invested, therefore it's earning 0%. In fact, less than that because of inflation. But in order to convert non-deductible debt to tax-deductible debt, we need a readvanceable mortgage. And this is a typical mortgage. I get a down payment together. I borrow $500,000 from the bank to buy my house. Granted in Toronto, Vancouver, it might be more like a million, but I borrow 500,000 in this case to buy my house. All of this debt is non-deductible. It's very expensive debt, but this is what a readvanceable mortgage looks like. It's got that same component, that money that I borrowed to buy the house, but it's also got a line of credit limit attached to it. And these two sides speak to each other. And as this, balance goes down on the non-deductible debt, the limit on the line of credit increases, right? Down a dollar, this opens up a dollar. So what happens on a monthly basis is when we make that mortgage payment, the line of credit limit increases dollar for dollar. We pull that out and we invest it. And we do that each and every month. We access the equity we're creating simply by making our mortgage payment and we're putting it to work. Because the CRA says, if you borrow to invest with a reasonable expectation of generating income, you can deduct the interest on that borrowing. Now, because we're generating tax deductions, we get tax relief. We get a tax refund at the end of the year. And we take this tax refund that otherwise we wouldn't have received if we weren't implementing the strategy, and we make a payment against our mortgage. It's a prepayment. It's above and beyond what we're required to do. And then we can get back at that amount and pull it out to invest as well. So if we're self-employed, Maybe we don't get a tax refund because of how we report, but we can calculate the tax um, uh, reduction that we've experienced because of the strategy. So here's an example with a $2,200 mortgage payment. 
a lot of that is going to go to interest. That's a privilege. It's a price we pay for borrowing from the bank to buy our house. But some of that does reduce principal, in this case, $940. So when that $500,000 mortgage balance goes down by $940, this line of credit limit increases by $940. And we pull this back out. What we do with this 940 is very, very important. We do not want to consume. We do not want to make a BMW payment with it or go on vacation, fancy dinners. What we want to do is borrow that out to invest. And we do this on a monthly basis. As fast as we're paying down that non-deductible mortgage debt, we're pulling it back out to invest. By the end of conversion, we've got fully tax deductible uh, investment loan over here. And because we've generated that tax relief, we were able to prepay our mortgage every year, base case scenario, we get rid of it faster. So we're, we're getting rid of that mortgage much quicker. And we're taking advantage of compound growth because we're starting to invest now each and every month. And while we may look at this, well, I started off with $500,000 of debt over here and I finish up with $500,000 of debt over here, we have to remember that this debt is offset by a significant investment portfolio because this is money that was borrowed to invest. This all happens now. This all happens simultaneously. It needs no extra cash. Now let's talk quickly about the risks here. We're using somebody else's money. Right? We're borrowing to invest. That's what we did when we bought our house. We used someone else's money to buy our house. We're continuing that process using somebody else's money to invest but at least we're not using somebody else's money to buy assets which are gonna disappear in value. But that is one of the risks here. Market risk, we're getting invested. Markets go up, markets go down. We have to realize that that's what has always happened. That's what always will happen. If markets stop going up and down, then something's terribly wrong, right? We have to expect ups and downs in the market. Investment risk, what am I investing in? Am I investing in blue chip? Am I investing in my cousin's internet startup? Right? We need to be wise about what we invest in. Rate risk. Rates go up, rates go down. We have to be prepared for that. The nice thing about the Smith Mover is, as I mentioned, my father developed the strategy back in the mid-80s when interest rates were double digits. And if it didn't work when interest rates were that high, we wouldn't be talking today. The nice thing about the strategy is that when rates are low as they are now, I have more to invest on a monthly basis. But my tax refunds aren't as large because rates are low. When rates rise, I don't have as much to invest on a monthly basis, but my tax refunds get bigger. My tax relief is larger. Plus, this very long-term nature of the strategy greatly flattens out the market risk, the rate risk curves. There's also regulatory risk. That means the government can make changes uh, whenever they wish. Uh, they have in the past, they will in the future. So we have to, be, we have to recognize that. Um, CRA risk. If we're using the right professionals uh, to report our taxes, we can mitigate that risk. The fundamental principle of the Smith Mover is that if you, it's been around for hundred years, this principle, if you borrow to invest with a reasonable expectation of generating income, you can deduct the interest. We have to be careful in how we track the movement of money, but by using a Smith Mover certified professional accountant, we're, we're taking care of, we're removing that reporting risk. Uh, behavioral risk, this is, People get elated when markets are high and they buy and buy and buy. And then when markets go down, they sell, sell, sell. Okay, it's the opposite of what we're doing, what we should be doing. In fact, the professionals, professional traders are sort of banking on the fact that we, we panic when markets are low because when we're selling, they're buying, right? So we need to know ourselves. Um, I mentioned 
several times that it doesn't require any additional cash flow from the homeowner to implement the strategy. And this relies on the fundamental on the, on the principle of the increasing efficiency of the regular mortgage payment. So here I'm talking about a $400,000 uh, mortgage balance. The very first month I make my very first mortgage payment to $2,214. And some of that, most of it in this case goes to interest, but some of it does reduce principal. In this case, $728. So when that principal balance is reduced by 728, I can borrow back that 728 and I do so. I pull that 728 out and I get it invested. The next month, I make another payment, it's a constant amount, 2214, but a little bit less goes to interest and a little bit more to principal. We can see the efficiency of this mortgage payment increasing. So because a little bit more goes to principal, I can reborrow a little bit more, 730. This time, the lender wants to come and take, take the interest on the first month's borrowing of 728. In this case, it's about two bucks, and they do so. They take their $2 to service that borrowing, which leaves 728 to invest. Same principle occurs the next month. 733 can get pulled out. A little bit more goes to interest, leaving about 728 to invest. And on and on this goes. So that's why it doesn't require any additional cash flow on a, on a monthly basis from the homeowner to implement the strategy. And what we just described there, what we went through there is the plain Jane Smith maneuver. It's using simply your mortgage payment, which you are making anyways. You already got a mortgage, you're making a mortgage payment. We're simply going to restructure that and put it to work. And by doing so, it's worth several hundred, three to four hundred thousand dollars over the course of a typical 25-year mortgage. Plus, it'll take about two or three years off that non-deductible debt. But there are a number of accelerators which can improve these results. And we're seeing consistently results of close to and over a million dollars of net worth improvement uh, and a 25-year mortgage being gone in six, seven years or so. And these accelerators are the debt swap, the cash flow diversion the drip, prime the pump and cash flow down. And I'm gonna focus on the first two here. Um, you know, considering your, your audience, there's a good chance that uh, there are some existing um, non-registered investments that your viewers may have. They put some money away over the course of time. Uh, and also a significant uh, income will allow them to utilize their cash flow in a, in a more effective manner. So first off, we're gonna talk about the debt swap. So here I am, I've, I've talked to a Smith Maneuver certified professional mortgage broker. They got me out of the mortgage that doesn't work and into one that does, this readvanceable mortgage. So I still have that $500,000 non-deductible mortgage balance and I'm gonna to continue to make my regular mortgage payment as indicated here. But I've also got $10,000 of investments. Let's say over the course of time, I've built up um, you know, $10,000 worth of mutual funds, for example. After looking at taxation, I can say, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to redeem these $10,000 of mutual funds for $10,000 of cash. And I'm going to take that cash and I'm going to prepay my mortgage. So that $500,000 mortgage balance reduces to $490,000 just like that as soon as I prepay it. And that line of credit limit opens up the same amount, dollar for dollar. So I access that $10,000 and I can buy the exact same investment that I sold a week, 10 days ago. This can be accomplished very, very quickly. I'm still invested $10,000. I still have $500,000 of debt, which I did a week ago. But the big difference is I've generated significant tax deductions over here. I can also do this with cash. If I've got cash lying around, I don't know what to do with it. I'm, I'm sitting there and thinking to myself, well, I got this cash. I should put it to work. Do I make a mortgage prepayment, uh, prepayment or do I invest it? 
Well, the answer is you do both. You take that $10,000 in cash, you prepay your mortgage, you pull it back out, and then you invest it. So this can be very effective in really reducing the amortization of that non-deductible debt and generating very valuable tax deductions. Cash flow diversion. A lot of people, their, their income will come into their personal checking account, and some of them are in a fortunate position where they're able to take some of that and invest it on a monthly basis. And maybe they'll have their investment company come into that account directly and pull out amount and get in, invested. In this case, $400 a month. Well, what we can do here is after that income comes into our personal checking account, we make a prepayment against our mortgage, 400 bucks in this case. And because this balance goes down by 400, this line of credit limit opens up by 400. So I can pull that out and then I get it invested. So this is no additional cash coming from my pockets here. I was investing 400 bucks a month prior to doing the Smith maneuver. I'm still investing 400 bucks a month, but I'm really speeding up the, the amortization of this bad debt and the generation of tax deductions. So this is, this is a very effective one. The drip accelerator, uh, really quickly here, a lot of people reinvest their dividends from their existing investments. What they can do is say, I want it in cash. I'm going to prepay my mortgage, pull it out, and then I'm going to buy that stock or mutual fund which sent out those dividends. And the taxation on the dividends is the same, whether I'm having them reinvested automatically or whether I'm taking them in cash. Prime the pump. Uh, if I were to refinance my home uh, into a mortgage that works because I have a mortgage that doesn't work, I may or may not have any available equity on that line of credit uh, right off the bat. In this case, a $625,000 house, 500,000 is the maximum total loan I can get from the readvanceable lender. I don't have anything to invest right away. But if my house appraises for more, then I've still got that $500,000 worth of non-deductible mortgage debt, but I have a big chunk of cash that I can pull out and work with. I can put that to work. Securities, private equity, new business, investment, real estate, private lending. Um, what we're gonna talk about with JP uh, is a very exciting use of this, these funds here. Uh, and quite innovative and very, very valuable to the incorporated professional. But basically I can pull money out from that line of credit and I can get it invested and working for me right off the bat. And the cash flow down. If I have a proprietorship, whether it's a home-based business or whether it's a rental property, typically people will take their rental receipts, let's call it a rental property, they'll put it into a special bank account, 3,000 bucks, and then right off, right away, they'll, they'll need to send that $3,000 out to make the mortgage payment on that rental property, service the other expenses on that business. But with the cash flow down, instead of money in, money out, after the money comes in, I can direct it against my own mortgage, the house in which I live. I prepay it by $3,000, I borrow back that $3,000, and then I service the expenses on that property or my proprietorship, home-based business, whatever it is. This is extremely, extremely uh, powerful in reducing the amortization. This is where we see 25 year mortgages gone in six or seven years or so. So again, each month you're able to invest money you wouldn't otherwise have available. Each month you're generating valuable and increasing tax deductions. The tax deductions get larger year after year. You're able to eliminate your expensive mortgage in record time. And these benefits start now and occur simultaneously. No new cash flows. website smithman.net uh, we've got the book that you mentioned review mastering your mortgage for financial freedom uh, that's available we've also got a smithman calculator which we're going to 
have a quick demonstration of next. Uh, there's also the Smith Maneuver Homeowner course for those who read the book and want to get a little more in, uh, in depth into the strategy. Uh, this is where JP would slide in to talk about the personal pension plan. We're fortunate enough to have him on this uh, on the show today. But is there anything on the Smith Maneuver you just saw there, Vu, that you wanted to comment on or ask about? Yeah, I'm sure my audience were, are thinking, you know, and, and you've addressed this in the book, but I hope to address it here. Is that you know I've taken that money from that uh, from that um, readvanceable mortgage, I've taken that money out and I'm going to reinvest it uh, with the you know reasonable expectation of making a, a a return here. What can I invest it in? What type of accounts can I put it in? Can I put it in a TFSA or can I put it in a a RESP? Can I put it in RSP or is, does it have to be only a non-reg? Can I put it in real estate? Like, what are the things I can invest in? Well, I know JP is eager to hear me answer this question. I mean, traditionally, um, you know, the rule is that if I borrow to invest, uh, I can deduct the income as, as we talked about if I invest in an open account, a non-registered account, so or, or otherwise known as a cash account. The government is already giving us some nice tax breaks with RSPs and TFSAs and RESPs. So we cannot deduct the interest if we borrow to contribute into those types of uh, sheltered investments. Um, now, that doesn't mean that we should wait until we max out our RSPs or whatever the case may be to implement the Smith Maneuver, because as we've seen, this is incremental money that we now have available to invest. So regardless if I'm still contributing after-tax dollars to my RSP, I can still implement the, the, the Smith Maneuver and in, continue to contribute to my RSPs, but now I have more money to go into non-registered accounts. And an accountant will tell you that it, it, it makes sense to have both a non-registered account and registered accounts, right? You want to have a mix of different types of investments and sheltered, non-sheltered, all that sort. So um, it's, it's really effective in allowing one to continue to contribute to registered contributions, but generating additional cash flow to invest outside. Or if you've maxed out your, your RSPs and you can't contribute to them anymore, if you do have money that would otherwise go to these tax sheltered investments, you can prepay your mortgage by that and pull it out and invest in, in, in your non-registered account. You've already maxed out your RSP, for example, or your TFSA. You can't contribute to it anymore. They won't let you. Well, you can speed up the conversion of your mortgage and still get that money invested. Now, in that sense, so a lot of the healthcare professionals, the husband or the wife is a doctor, but the, the significant other may not be, and they may be, a consultant or they may have their own business on the side or consulting firm, um, can they invest in a business as opposed to just invest in stocks and mutual funds and bonds? There's a wide range of things which will qualify for deductible interest. As I mentioned earlier, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, mix, REITs, ETFs, private lending, investment, real estate, you can invest in somebody else's business or you can invest in your own business as long as there's a reasonable expectation of generating income. Now, to answer that a different way, there are things that you would think you would qualify for deductible interest, but don't. Uh, one example being gold bullion. A lot of people like gold. So I'm gonna pull out from my house, 1200 bucks a month, whatever it is, and I'm gonna buy gold bullion. Well, gold bullion is a lump of metal that sits in your safe. There's no reasonable expectation of generating income. That's pure capital gains play. So you can't deduct the interest on that. Another example in, in some cases is raw land. I buy a plot of land, there's no income. I'm just waiting for it to appreciate and then I'm going to sell it for a capital gain. 
it's different if you're developing on it, that sort of thing. But this is why it's so important to speak with Smith Maneuver certified professionals, whether they're investment advisors or accountants, when it comes time to figuring out what to invest in, uh, proper reporting of your tax deductions, and also a Smith Maneuver certified professional mortgage broker when you're getting type of mortgage that you need in order to implement the strategy. Because there are a lot of different readvanceable mortgages out there, but what's best for Bill is not going to be best for Jane. And only a Smith Mover certified professional will be able to look at your personal situation and say, okay, this is the readvanceable you want. And it's not about rate. I'm not concerned if I'm paying 100, 150 bucks more a month because I got a slight, slightly higher rate if it's allowing me to give a lift of $200,000 of net worth over the course of time right? 300,000. So some readvanceables can be restrictive uh, and some are, are not depending on your personal situation. So from smithman.net, we have a link uh, to find uh, a Smith Maneuver certified professional near you. We can connect people who are interested in implementing across the country. So you mentioned something about, you know, using the money to reinvest in your own business. And I know JP was just itching to say something. And so JP, Here's the opportunity, uh, but we'll we'll do another podcast on the full, you know, the full implementation of a Smith maneuver with a uh, pension plan. But you know, just just give us your 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 note your Coles notes of wh how what what did Robinson mean when he meant you know you can invest in your own business and how it relates to the the pension plan. Yeah, so the uh, Smith maneuver traditionally allows you to, as, as Robinson was saying, take the capital out of your dead mortgage and put it to work in, in investing in the non-registered accounts. So you're unfortunately exposing that growth to ongoing taxation. It's still better than doing nothing. You, you end up with significantly more net wealth at the end of the day, but it's not growing as fast as it could. What, the, uh, what I, I like to term the enhanced Smith Maneuver does is that it takes that Smith Maneuver technique and directs those dollars into your own business so that your business can now have more working capital and therefore can afford to contribute to a personal pension plan. So now, instead of having that money growing in a non-registered taxable world, it's sitting in a tax exempt world. So the, the growth will be significantly faster because there isn't a constant drag from the tax authorities on that money sitting inside of your personal pension plan. And it also creates a secondary tax deduction. So the classic Smith maneuver gives you a personal tax deduction on the interest repayment, which is great, which we have under the enhanced Smith maneuver but it also gives a corporation a corporate tax deduction. Right. So that monies that would have gone to the government in terms of paying corporate taxes now can have a new lease on life and can be used for other things. Right. So what I've been, uh, what I've been taught, and this is, I, I learned this really late in life, is that, that the $1 bill that I have in my pocket, uh, most people use it once. Uh, you use the dollar for a dollar, but uh, the wise people use the dollar and convert it into 10 potential other things. Mm -hmm. And so use the dollar 10 other times. And this, at least the way you just described it, it's at least been used twice. <laughs> so uh, many more times where that dollar can contribute. And so a, a powerful dollar that could be used. 
yeah, I mean, when you're when you're looking at the Smith maneuver, um, paying off our mortgage traditionally, the way we've been raised, the way we've had it ingrained in ourselves, pay off the mortgage, pay off the mortgage, pay off. We're using it once and getting no benefit from it. With the Smith maneuver, we are we are using it that one time to make the mortgage payment. Then we're pulling it back out. We're using it again to invest for our future. We're using it to uh, generate tax relief and pay out that mortgage fa faster. And one of the important things about paying out that mortgage faster is you're paying less non-deductible debt over the course of the, the actual amortization than if you would than you would if it were 25 years. So, and then you throw in the personal pension plan, which is JP's specialty. You know, this has the ability to um, to free up uh, revenues from the, the corporation to contribute to a personal pension plan, which otherwise might not exist because you're you're stocking your working capital with Smith Maneuver funds, uh, and you're generating a whole host of tax deductions on that side. So it, it, it you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we're getting up to over ten. <laughs> well, what's what's incredible with with the Smith Maneuver when you think of it in the context of a pension plan is that for so many years, people have said to me, I love your pension plan, but I cannot find any cash flow to save for retirement. I need every penny for um, salaries and supplies and rent. So I don't have anything left over at the end of the day to save for my retirement. So I can't sign up. And now, thanks, thanks to Rob and, and his dad, there's no longer an excuse. Because if you apply the Smith Maneuver to... to give a new lease on life on that dead mortgage, eventually some of that money ends up in your pension plan. Now you don't have to wait till you have a very vibrant, successful business. You can start saving for your own retirement now. It's, it's, it's really a game changer. Right. And, and I think I've learned a few things from listening to both of you uh, today. One is that, you know, the, the, the equity sitting in your house uh, over time becomes dead money, right? It becomes dead equity. Uh, and so there's definitely numerous ways to leverage that. And one of the things that I've learned in addition to that is, you know, you've mentioned it earlier. Some people save in RSPs or other type of investment after they've paid off their home. And, but that could be 15, 20 years down the line. So you're not, you're not investing now you're investing 20 years down the line. So you've lost 20 years of growth opportunity. And this eliminates that. This gives you that opportunity to pay down your house and grow and use that 25 years of compounding. And that for me is, is humongous. But in addition to paying down your, your mortgage, you're paying down even faster uh, if you use the accelerator. So for me, I've learned three different uh, concepts as to why this is so powerful. Yeah, and what you just described there, Vu, is, is what we call the sequential approach to our financial affairs. We've got two big goals. One, we, we want to get rid of this big, ugly mortgage. It takes a big cut of our paycheck. We want to get rid of it. We also want to save for our retirement. But the decision on which to approach is made for us, not by us. Because if we don't save for our retirement with our cash, nobody cares. But if we don't make our mortgage payment, someone certainly does care. So the vast majority of Canadians, due to limited resources, they can only do one. And so, of course, they focus on the mortgage. They finally pay it out 25, 30, 35 years down the road. It's finally mortgage-free. Ooh, that feels good. Now we can start saving for retirement, honey. Well, no, you can't because you're retired. That former mortgage payment, right, you can't 
save that. You can't invest that. You have to use that to, to support yourself in retirement. Plus, how is your pension? Do you have enough to support yourself? You know, so this is why it's extremely valuable to be able to do both at the same time, get rid of that mortgage faster than you were otherwise going to be able to and take advantage of compound growth. If I invest a thousand bucks for 25, 30 years each and every month, I mean, the results speak for themselves. I'm going to be very comfortable. Right. You know, and, uh, and you've, you've hit the nail uh, on the head is that most people follow the sequential, the sequential model. Right. And what this is, is, is just, flipping that concept uh, and that dogma on its head and say, no, there's a better way. Uh, and uh, the way is a simultaneous uh, strategy, uh, which by the way, I have a podcast on. And to your point, you can't eat your house. There's no way you can eat your house. So the equity sitting inside your house is dead. It doesn't pay for lifestyle. And so definitely this is a, a very powerful model. So thank you very much, uh, Robinson. Thank you, JP. So before we leave, I always ask my guests, um, because for my audience, it's very important that there's a lot of golden nuggets here today. Um, before you leave this podcast, Robinson, um, something you want to get off your chest that you want to say to my audience, please, guys, don't forget this. What would that be? Procrastination is the enemy of your financial success. This is a quote uh, of my father's, which I've adopted. Um, one of these days I'll tell everyone it's my original quote, but, uh, it's, it's extreme. If you don't take action today, if you say you're going to do it tomorrow, then you're going to do the same thing tomorrow. So just take action, whether or not it's the Smith maneuver, whether it's not the personal pension plan, whether it's not the Smith maneuver and the personal pension plan combined, just do something. Because if you don't do something, then no change is going to occur. And you're going to be amongst the millions of Canadians who find themselves in a really tough spot in retirement having to work at Walmart, living uh, off a fixed income, um, being financially reliant on your children. Now, that's the vast majority of Canadians. I don't know about your audience, Vu, but um, take action, educate yourself and take action. Well, for, for my audience, uh, when it comes to physicians, uh, surgeons are having to operate at the age of 70. Uh, dentists having to go into, the, into their operating room and clean teeth when they're 70, 75 and they have bad eyes and bad necks. Uh, or, you know, uh, I hear this story all the time, family doctors dying in their office because they have to go to work because they can't retire. So that's that's what it is. That's what it means for us. Probably not as bad as other people, but definitely uh, not something that we would want to do. Yeah, it's not so, easy for anyone out there. Yeah. So JP, uh, what's burning off your chest? Well, uh, it's the same thing as uh, Rob was saying. It's uh, people procrastinate all the time always they're very good at finding an excuse not to do something something new and then once everyone else has adopted it and becomes received wisdom then they're kicking themselves but when we spend time explaining to them they like to dismiss us with the back of the hand like as if we didn't know what we're talking about and it's so frustrating to see this happen year after year that's what i really have on my chest it's you know you're trying to help people you, you bring the horse to water, but if they don't want to drink, they don't drink. And it's to their own detriment. Absolutely. Everybody's lear learning at their own pace, but sometimes it's detrimental to them, for sure. Okay, well, thank you very much, Robinson. Thank you very much, JP. I really thoroughly enjoy this. 
there's, there was a lot to unpack. I'm sure that people will have to listen to this podcast three, four times before understanding the true value of, of this maneuver. Mm-hmm. But even, even, even after a 40-minute podcast, is, it's not enough. So I do urge uh, the audience to uh, buy the book because it's a really good read and it also has a lots of information. If any of you are interested in the Smith Maneuver strategy or have read the book and now are ready to implement this, I am a Smith Maneuver ambassador, not a professional, but a Smith Maneuver ambassador and will be able to kickstart your journey with the Smith Maneuver. Please email me at hmfhd2020 at gmail.com if you would like to get on the journey of the Smith Maneuver. As an ambassador, I can help you uh, with that and uh, move you along to the professionals. Well, this was the Smith Maneuver Plain Jane Explanation. If you like this podcast, then please stay tuned for the next one called the Enhanced Smith Maneuver, where we talk about how to use it inside a corporation to fund your personal pension plan. Again, if you enjoyed this podcast, please share with your friends, your colleagues, and whomever you think may benefit from a little bit of education on personal finance and incorporation. How is My Financial Health Doc podcast is hosted by Dr. Vukit Tran. Dr. Tran is a physician with a special interest in personal financial security and wealth education. Dr. Tran does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through this financial podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. Please confer with your advisor, lawyer, or accountant for specific advice.